Hi friends, welcome to Modern Day Metamorphosis, Ephesians 4, 23-24. So friends, today I have a really good friend here with me. And we're going to go off record. This is not structured or anything. We're just going to sit here. And it's kind of like a girl's night out. And so we're just going to be chit-chatting. So friend, why don't you introduce yourself and then... Can you share with us a don't take yourself too serious moment or tell us something that no one knows about you? Sure. Um, my name is Linda and I just, I don't have any, what did you say? A too serious moment? Yeah, like what is your... I don't think don't I have any because... I mean, there might be some, but I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, I just kind of live in the moment to moment, and I kind of forget the past as soon as it's over. I don't dwell on it. Yeah. Just go with the flow. Yeah. Be in the moment, be present, be still. Yeah. I I love our conversations because I so we've known each other for how many years all our lives yeah we yeah we've known each other all our lives but I mean I don't we weren't like never um we've never had a like a true I feel like any uh anyway like a true friendship connection so well, I'll probably not till you got married or whatever maybe yeah. once you had kids maybe yeah. we had more in common then because we both had kids and stuff yeah and so yeah, when we get together, our conversations are, I love our conversations, because every time I learn something new. Yeah, it's usually for me, I learn, it's like, I needed to learn, I needed to hear that from myself, like, sometimes I'll say something, and we'll talk about something, and I'm like, yep, I need to follow that a little more in my life, mm-hmm. so I can always take something away, and learn something. Yeah, so I remember, um, so I was on a spiritual journey of finding myself finding my true authentic self and that's how for me that's how I connected with you because you kind of took me under your wing and just taught me so much about what it means to find your true authentic self and to find peace and to cultivate the life that you're desiring so can you kind of share with us how, like, how did that start for you? Because we kind of grew up in the same culture. And so, but how did that, how did your spiritual journey start for you? Um, it started when I, my first child was born. I, I was very depressed. I suffered from the baby. I, had, I suffered from depression before that, but it really hit me, hit me again. Uh, when my first child was born, like it really hit me hard. Mm-hmm. It came back like full force. I couldn't run anymore. Um, so I knew I had to do something because I was like so miserable inside. Like I just wanted to run away all the time. I was like, if I could run and run and never stop running, I probably would have. But because yeah. I, I had such a sense of responsibility, right? Because that's what it was instilled in us, right? That I didn't run away. I, st- I st- stayed and faced my issues. Um, I came across a book by... Uh, who was it? I don't know, but it's, she was a well-known psychic. What's her name? Sylvia Brown. Oh, yes. Uh, the Other Side and Back. 
And actually, I read that book, and it just hit something. I don't know, just something clicked with me with that book for some reason. It was like, mm-hmm. I know this, like everything that in the book she was talking about the other side and said, and I'm like, I know this, this is true, yes. And I don't know, I just clicked and I'm like, why didn't I know this before? Why didn't it teach me that? So what was it? What was her teachings? In it was book? talking about the other side and um, I can't remember really. To be quite, I haven't read it in a like while. Like the so. other side, like when you pass over? Yeah, like okay. how heaven was and how like God, like because we were taught that God was so mean all the time that he's going to punish you and you're going to hell and pretty much God hates you. So I think like for so for our friends to understand... So we grew up in a culture where it was very much... In a religious cult. It was very much, yeah, a religious cult. So I, we grew up, anyway, for myself, we grew up thinking that I am a Christian. But, the, but there's so many rules and regulations. And um, you, like, like you said, like you're bad. And, and everything you did was like you're bad and you're going to hell. And that is not... That is to me is religion. That is not spirituality, mm-hmm. and so, um, just wanted to quickly um share that with you, friends, because so you can have a better understanding of your journey of yeah. um. So I was in a very bad place, and then I uh I needed to I knew I needed to find help. I either go to a therapist, but I didn't trust anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided I needed to heal myself. I needed to help myself. So I read that book, and it set me on a spiritual journey. And I did that for two years. Like, I was running towards, like, courses, taking Ricky courses, taking this course, taking that course, taking taking that course. And it was great at the time, because uh, it was something new for me. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is, going to the courses was great, and you were co- you came home with a high. There was, like, this spiritual high. But you dropped very fast down to where you were before. Mm. You couldn't hold on to it. And the reason being is because you will always fall back to your set. You all, we all have a set vibration, right? Mm-hmm. And we will fall back on that no matter what, unless you do the inner work. And I, I was mm-hmm. running outside of myself looking for answers, like courses, course after yeah. course after course. I was spending a lot of money and reading all kinds of spiritual books. And uh, you just can't, doing that is just, you're trying to take all, you're trying to go outside of yourself and, f- and fill yourself up in a way. Because you're never really going to the root. You're never really facing your demons. Yeah. You're just distracting yourself with all these things. And it feels good in the moment, for sure. But it doesn't last very long. Yeah. It doesn't do really anything for you. Yeah. And I've re- I, after two years, I'm like, you know what, I need to stop. Because this is, I'm back in a cult, mm-hmm. and it's I'm it's just a different wording. It's the same thing as religion, pretty much to me. Spirit, spirit, uh, like the new age path and whatever. Mm-hmm. And in a way, that's what I was on. And I was like, no, I need to get the hell out. I need to get, I need to figure something. I was I was gonna quit. I'm like I'm done. And that's what I've I've noticed that too. So then I. Um, I remember you. Um, ex like I don't know if that's right to say like experimenting with reiki um maybe maybe experimenting is not the right word because if you're because i got into reiki too because as you i was searching too like Mm -hmm. i i was struggling 
going through some things. I never really understood how we were taught, like the the religion, the the Bible, all that. Like I never really understood it. It didn't resonate with me. And so for me, Reiki, yeah, like I got into that too and it was good, but I, as the further I kind of evolved and faced my demons and all that, I do understand what you're saying because a lot of what I find with some of, you know, I know that other people that I know that are into Reiki and it's true what you're saying you're always constantly working on yourself, but then you drop. Yeah, You're always and, but, fixing and healing yourself, and you think everybody else needs to be fixed and healed, but it's really not true. But you're never getting to... Anywhere. You're never getting anywhere. And that's what I've noticed, too. So, so. I quit. I quit everything. It was hard, because if, if you do something for a while, and you get into a habit of mm-hmm. doing things, it's hard to just quit. It's like smoking. You, know, you try to quit smoking, it's hard. Yeah. It takes a lot of practice. So I had I quit. I came across a book actually it helped me a lot. It says things are going great in my absence. Okay. And uh, actually that was the book that set me it says that I had could stop doing all this crap pretty mm-hmm. much. That I was like it explained it as of going around on a hamster wheel. You're just like a hamster going around on this wheel mm-hmm. doing the same crap over and over again and it really resonated with me and I'm like, Yes. I'm just so tired of all of this and I quit. And I started going within and meditating, like sitting, not meditating. I, to be quite honest with you, I hated meditating at that point. I was, every time I thought of the word meditating, I just wanted to punch something. Mm -hmm. Because I I was doing so many meditations before that with like, oh, heal your inner child, heal this, heal that meditation. It was just too much. So I dropped the meditation completely. I don't even call it meditation. I call it sitting in silence Mm -hmm. being quiet i stopped using meditations like online or whatever you go on use i used to do a lot of meditations on youtube i quit i quit everything and i just sat in silence and i let all those angry thoughts everything my demons come up and i faced them yeah and i said i used to sit for hours like just just fade and some days i wanted to run so bad it was the hardest thing i ever did we just talked about that, and that is true. That's probably the hardest thing that you would have to do is, but it's the most important thing you have to do yeah. is to stand firm and face your demons and peel it back, work through all these emotions. You have to actually, well, that's the thing. I was emotionally, Im- like, because we never, I was emotionally immature. Yeah. I had, like, no, mm-hmm. I was, like, on an emotional scale, I was at a child level, like mm-hmm. literally at a child. I realized that it took me a long time to, I was at a child, I was, my emotions were not mature. But you know what, how we, the culture we grew up, it's very much, um, they don't give you coping skills. Yeah. They don't even, if you're, if you're struggling with something, it's kind of like, you know what, toughen up, smarten up. I mean, yeah. at the age of seven, you are pretty much classified what what adults are doing yeah what adults are doing yeah it was hard it was uh like i was messed up but i just persevered you gotta be passionate you gotta want to change i think too Mm -hmm. and it's a hard it's not an easy journey to be on but the if if you give it your time i think and you push yourself through this hard moments the fruit like when you come out of the other side you can never it's just amazing yeah like you'll never go back to 
like the per like you gain so much wisdom and so much compassion and so much integrity. Yeah. Self love, peace, and all coping skills too. And that too. Okay, so what was your? Because we we talked about we just mentioned before that how we were raised and your demons. What were your demons? Oh, it was a lot of things. I think um, fear was a big one of mine. I like I was like riddled in fear. Like I was afraid of everything. I was afraid of traveling. I was afraid of pretty much everything. That was a big one for me. Insecure. Oh, I had zero self love. I don't like. It's hard to explain. Like because they all kind of work together mm-hmm. to make one big. It's like a big cloud hanging over you all the time. Like I needed, I was a people pleaser. I needed always attention. I wanted attention. In a way, I wanted attention. Um, I wanted people to love me. Do you think that's because you, as a child, because I can actually relate from that? Because do you think that's because you never received? You never received it as a child. Yeah. Because that goes back to then being seven years old, and you are now thrown in with adults. You do adult work and. There's really never no love and affection. Like, I remember... There's very little of that. Very little of it. Or very little of, like, hugging or nurturing or I love you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really... I don't even... I didn't even know what love is for a long time. I that I didn't figure that out till I was, like, 32. Yeah. It was a long time to figure that out. But it, I think we all have our own journey to go on. Like, it's when the time is right, you'll know, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of you have to do the work. You can't, like, everybody has to do their own inner work. And it's amazing, like, how if you actually become still and you want to... And I do think, like, I, I do think you have to come to a point in your life where, like, you know what, I need a change. I want to change. And if you really deal with your emotions and your demons you become disciplined Mm -hmm. and one of the things too is like serving your ego I remember you telling me um that you know a lot of things we do is we're serving your ego ego. and I I have no no clue what that even meant until you know we started talking about it one of the other things that you said to me was I, I came to you one time and I was venting to you about a friend and you go and you were listening patiently and then you like you know everything you're saying about that person exists within you I'm like no way I'm not like that person and you're like you may not realize it but everything you're saying about this person exists within you and once I wrap my mind around that I actually you're right I'm like, holy crap. That's well, yeah, it's a big one. What most people don't realize is um, they take everything. Like, let's say somebody, everything that another person does has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. If something bothers you that another person does, it's usually is you, it's within you, and you need to fix it with and heal it within yourself. It's something that you don't like that's in you. You might not admit it. You might even be in denial. But that's usually something within you that you don't like about yourself. Yeah. And they're just showing it to you. 
they're bringing it up for you so you can heal it but most of us don't realize look at it that way we just get angry mad upset with that person we push against them mm-hmm. the best thing i i have this uh saying on my phone that i have a thing on my phone that says if you come across that say to that person thank you i'm sorry for i've relied on you long enough it's time i relied it's time i took a step back mm-hmm. and did the work and looked within and see where i needed to heal this problem right because yeah. everybody Everybody in our life, to be quite honest with you, is a teacher. Mm-hmm. Everything is a teacher in our lives. Everything. It's Especially just... the things that really, really bug you like about other people, if they piss you off, whatever. It's, you need to look at yourself because there's something within you that you need to heal. And once you heal it, it will never bother you again. Mm-hmm. Pr- so if another person projects, if you, let's say you have a friend or a spouse or a boss or whatever and they just rub you the wrong way it's not about them ever it's about you there's something in you you need to find that problem within you and fix it but you know what it's so easy for us to say oh it's so annoying right because we don't want to do the work because it's hard to look at ourselves and to to heal ourselves or to even go there it is because it's not it's not a fun experience It, it it well, most of the time, if we are very egotistical, yeah. we don't want to admit it. Number one, the ego doesn't want you to admit any of that, that you're mm-hmm. in the wrong, that you're the problem. The ego doesn't like that at all. Yeah. So it will stop you at every turn. you got to fight that. It takes a while for me. It took a while for me to get over that. But once you do, once you get through it and you fight it, your ego pretty much doesn't exist. One of the things that I find for myself is like, you you get this innocence like a child. There's a lot of innocence after you like the ego like you solve mm-hmm. that kind of. There's a lot of innocence mm-hmm. in everything that you do. Yeah. So it's it's a matter, but you have to do the work. That's the thing. You have to do the work yourself. You can't. Nobody can do it for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can run outside to you for help. You can go to courses all the time. You can read all kinds of spiritual books. You can go to all kinds of lectures all the time. It's not going to help you if you don't stop and do the work. Those lectures only get you so far. And I would tell people to stay away from it because you're just taking on... Like, I've read so many spiritual books. I'm not even going to lie. So many. Mm-hmm. And I wish I wouldn't have in a way. I mean, it took me a long time to just get over those because you pick up so many different concepts and you're trying to compile and some of them are opposite of each other mm-hmm. and you're trying to make them all work in this mishmash of things and it doesn't work yeah so you what i've realized is you have to forget everything you have ever learned you have to forget everything you ever knew mm. and you have to just get down to like the raw the rawness of who you are yeah like just you have to become totally raw mm-hmm so but we what do we humans do we like to be distracted we like to uh, yeah. find distractions well if i read a spiritual book maybe i'll get enlightened you're not going to get enlightened by reading any book you're going if you i mean and that word i hate what is it what is it actually to be quite honest with you that's what a lot of the people on this new age they'll talk about enlightenment they have no clue what it is and it's just oh it's like this goal you need to work towards 
and it's always out there oh i'm one day one day i'm gonna get enlightened but that one day never comes it's a enlightenment is about living in the moment mm -hmm. it's not about this fancy concept that the new age community has taken on it they've just made it this big thing that's unreachable to be quite honest with you it's not unreachable it's right here yeah you just need to be present you need to live in the moment yeah. you need to just be like be accepting of everything that's happening in your life mm -hmm. and you're enlightened it's that simple yeah it's not a fancy concept that's out there that's not on it's like it's unattainable it's really it's it's attainable but like i said you have to do the work and it's inner work you can't go run outside of yourself trying to to find it it's you're never going to find it out there yeah, you gotta, yeah. You gotta I like that saying, is the diamond, you have a diamond inside of you. You need to find it and you need to uncover it. Mm. And you need to let it shine. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned is you have to become authentic. You can't, like, I have nothing to hide anymore. I say it as it is. I am pretty blunt, sometimes a little too blunt. Mm -hmm. But that's because I have nothing to hide. And that's where that also that innocence comes in. Yeah. Because we, a lot of us, I think, when before, like, we have so many demons that we don't want to talk about, like, maybe things that happened to us, things that we did that we're ashamed of or whatever. But if you face them and you forgive yourself and you forgive others, you make peace with it, it doesn't bother you anymore. Yeah. It's like you have to empty yourself and out. And that's, and that's true too because um and that goes back to again to the ego because i think i feel like if you can humble yourself and do the work and have compassion and be forgiving sometimes we don't want to forgive right well it's hard when you're yeah. in that mindset of uh, they hurt me if you're in the victim mindset it's you can't you're there's no way you can forgive anyone the first person you have to forgive is yourself mm-hmm and you're the first person the first thing you have to do is love yourself before you can love before anything else the other if once you do that everything else will fall into place you wouldn't even have to work at it it will just come naturally yeah and that's probably hard for a lot of people to do but most people don't love themselves they don't think they're worthy enough they don't think they're enough that's the big one oh yes we talked about that earlier that was yeah i i recommend yeah. the mantra every day all day long repeat it as this i am enough mm -hmm. you will actually see so many amazing changes in your life when you realize that you are enough i am enough i will always be enough and i have always been enough yeah and you know what that's hard to do right because um when you've been through so much or when you've been through when you've been through like abuse or a friendship or whatever it may be that you've been through that that tells you otherwise you know what i mean yeah. so it's hard like when to get to that space of of your worth but no friendship no relationship no job defines your mm. worth your your value a good exercise to do too is one of the exercises that i used to do is especially if you have a boy whatever Whatever you want somebody else to do for you, whether it's a boyfriend, a husband, a friend, mm -hmm. the government, I recommend that you do it for yourself first. 
because most people can't. They want other people to do all these things for them, but they can't even do it for themselves. They want other people to love them, mm. but they can't even love themselves. And they want people to love them, that people that can't love themselves. So how can they love you? Yeah, and then you how have these, can they love you? You have these expectations, then, right? And then if that person doesn't meet their expectations, you know, then you get pissed off. And yeah. then how do you, why do you think so many marriages break? They don't last because they can't handle it each other after a while they the expectations oh you're supposed to love me more you're supposed to do this for me you're supposed to do no why don't you do that for yourself first yeah let's see because you can't even do it for yourself and you expect that of another person Mm -hmm. so i always say to people is you should have a relationship with take a two weeks and i want you to like i want like people to take two weeks and have a relationship with yourself like you want your lover to and you treat yourself like you want that lover to treat you Mm-hmm. treat yourself like you want that friend to treat you you will find you will have one hell of a time i guarantee you it will be what like you'll have an eye awakening moment yeah i did that for a while and it changed it changed a lot like my perception a lot mm-hmm. yeah nobody's gonna save you you have to save yourself that's one of the things that i've learned when i was a child from a child on, you have to save yourself. Nobody else will save you. Yeah, and that's true. And I mean, that takes that's. We takes want other people to come in and save us. I think we, I think we get it from them, like the romantic movies, like Cinderella. Oh, we want our prince charming. I always thought my prince charming would come in riding on a horse and whisk <laughs> me away, and everything will be great. But you know what? It's not gonna be great. He can come in and whisk you away on those white horse. But you cannot run away from you. You will not run away from your demons. They're going to come back to haunt you sooner rather than later. Yeah. And you're going to have to face them. And that perfect idea of relationship or whatever you had in your head is going to fall apart because you're going to be the cause of it. Because mm-hmm. you can't live with yourself and you can't run away from yourself. You take yourself wherever you go. So you better start liking yourself where you are right now. Yeah. And that's so, it's, you're like, that spirituality is completely and, like, it's totally the opposite of how we were raised. You know, like, I remember you having, like, a a conversation you were telling me, and you're saying, you know, when I look at a tree, I see, you know, God is, God is a tree. God God is is everything. God is everything. And I remember you saying that, you know, people in, in the community where we grew up in were just like, what? What are, what are you on? But it's true. Like, he is the creator. Like, God is... Everything. Everything. He is love. He is, you know, you know, the tree, you know? It took me a long time to see that, too. Like, that God is in every tree, in every leaf, in every blade of grass. Mm-hmm. It's a hard concept to uh, for people to wrap their heads around, but it is what it is. But it's not true like how we were raised. It's not true like God is not that evil. Well, yeah, I had an argument with my uncle about that. I said that to him one day. He was yeah. giving me a lecture about God and how he was felt sorry for me and blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, well, you know, I see God in everything and everyone. And I was telling him that. I said, I see God in a tree. I see God in you. I see God in every person. I see God in the flower. 
I see God in every plate of grass, and he thought I was, like, totally lost my mind. Yeah. And it's okay, because he was, he couldn't understand what I could see, and that's mm-hmm. fine. I mean, not everybody is where you are. Everybody has their own journey to, uh, to get there. Yeah. Some will get there, some won't, and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. You have to, like, I think that's where the point, too, where I come in, is I accept that. I'm okay with it. I have compassion for that, because I've been there. I know what it's like to think that way I can put myself in other people's shoes and I can walk in their shoes and I can say you know what they've, I don't know what they've been through in life mm-hmm. but I'm probably I'm thinking they're probably doing the best that they can do in that moment and if they could do better they would Yeah. so it's like you have to have compassion for others and you know what and unconditional love and that is exactly who God is God is com- com- compassionate he is kind he's forgiving he's loving So yeah, it's, but it's like I said, it's a learning journey. It doesn't happen overnight. It took me ten. It's I've been on this journey for twelve years, and, and every day I grow more. Mm-hmm. We're always evolving. It never stops. Yeah. It will never stop till the day you die. It's like this beautiful, you know. I believe that every, whatever we our life is like this metamorphosis. Yeah. It has a season that changes like the yes. spring, the fall, the summer, the winter. And when the butterfly is ready to emerge, that is probably the hardest part. When that butterfly is in its cocoon and and it's trying to fight to come out, that is kind of like what we have to do in order for us to be where we're longing to be where our soul is longing to be yes and i like i for me i start my day off every day too like i'm at the point where i start my day off before i even like do anything it's like before i get out of bed it's like god today i want to get to know you more i just want to love you a little more than i did yesterday Mm -hmm. and i just want to be a little more present yeah and you'd be surprised how your day unfolds and how much you no matter what happens how much you learn mm-hmm. and it's just amazing yeah like I, I always god is first in my life and everything else is second yeah and that's good yeah that's good that's how it i for i i believe that too for me too like he is first and foremost and and i don't talk about it like i like I'm talking about it now, but I don't need to preach to anybody about God or how I believe in God. It doesn't. I teach more by action, by showing people integrity, showing people compassion, being kind, treating this everybody the same, being peaceful wherever I go. But you know, having unconditional love, and people see. You'd be surprised what people see, and that's the way people learn. Uh, you know what, friend. That is true, but that's exactly how Jesus was. I don't need to talk about how spiritual I am or how much I love God or how much mm-hmm. I talk. I don't need to talk about it. I yeah. live it every day. I do my best. Some days I s- I'm probably closer to God and more connected than I am other days, and I'm okay with that. I accept yeah. it. I move on. I forgive myself, and I'm like, tomorrow I'll just do a little, even if I can do just a smidge better than I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. I always, I always thought I had to leap and jump and run and take these big steps. 
but I realized something. You need to slow down and take these little tiny baby mm. steps. Mm-hmm. One little baby step at a time. Every day, just a little tiny bit more. You don't have to go crazy. Yeah. It's like it's not attainable. You can't do it. You just got to do a little bit every day. Yeah. So every day, you treat people a little kinder. You're a little more loving. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels like you're going 10 steps backwards and you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. But you'd be surprised. Sometimes this 10 steps backwards can give you a big moment of, oh my God, like this big aha moment mm-hmm. and propel you forward like you have never known mm-hmm. into a whole new life. Yeah. So you can't push against it. You just got to accept it. I'm, go- I'm maybe not going the right direction I want to go right now. But you know what? It's perfect where I'm at because I'm re- obviously I need to go this way right now because yeah. I can't go that way. I need to learn something here. I need to maybe I just need to learn acceptance, patience, kindness. Mm-hmm. And w- I think the one I started accept accepting in my life the way it was, accepting things about myself that I especially the things that I didn't like, is when I truly, truly started loving myself. And being okay with my life, and being more at peace than ever. Yeah. But it's a hard thing to do. I mean, and people I mean, talk about acceptance like, all the time. But you're like you, you you've had a pretty. You had a pretty. Tough. I had a rough life. I mean, rough, I always I say, my life was a tragic. But the person who I turned out to be was magical. Yeah. That's my that's my mantra for my life. Yeah. So. How like would you like would you wanna sh- like share like how because you said like your life was tragic. Well, I was born. Yeah, I can share. Like I was fighting for my life the moment I was born. Um, I had one kidney. I wasn't supposed to live. I was in hospital for six weeks of my life, on machines fighting. The doctors didn't have any hope for me. They was like, you'll never grow. You'll never. He first of all, they said I won't live. Then they said that if I live, that I won't get any big, I would stay tiny and whatever. But you know what? I'm stubborn, so I was like, you know what you're telling me what to do? Yeah. I'll just (laughs) figure it out as I go. And you know what? I guess I had good doctors, maybe. And, you know, and uh, that was good. So I pulled through that. But my family life wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. My dad was an alcoholic, he was always passed out drunk somewhere. And I carried him on my shoulders a lot. Um, for the first few, like my mom would always, they would always scream fighting. And my mm-hmm. mom says, everybody knew when you were fight when we were fighting. She she goes, cause you be running across the, to your aunt's house like the hell was on your heels. Yeah. Cause I just never, I didn't like conflict. I hated fighting. I just couldn't understand why, people had to hurt each other like that mm-hmm. all the time. I just didn't want to be around it. And so that was my early life. Then when I started school at six, I was bullied in school. Mm. And then uh, by nine, so that was went on for a few years. And then by nine, I was, when my grandpa died, I was really, I got really depressed. And that's when my life started even getting worse, when I started getting abused by my mom emotionally. So she abused me emotionally, mentally, physically. 
So I got abused at school, like I got bullied, abused at home, and then uh, abused at the col, like you know, religious yeah. abuse that you get from the colony, mm-hmm. like where you live. And then there's yeah, just abuse at every corner. Like if you really look back, there was abuse at every corner. Yeah, there was no escape, and uh, I just kind of. By the time I was thirteen, I actually was ready to commit suicide. So I don't think too many. I never told anybody this, but yeah, I was I was pretty much going to drown myself in a dugout. And at the same time, I had the thought of, uh, you know what? I'm not a coward, and I'm not gonna let them take my life from me. So I had a strength, I guess, within me that I was a fighter. I was like, I'm stubborn, so I'm like, I ain't giving up yet. Mm-hmm. But what helped me a lot, what helped me to cope was music. Helped me cope because I used to play the keyboard. And I taught myself how to play. And I would spend... Uh, which was a good thing because we weren't allowed to have musical mm-hmm. instruments. Yeah. But my mom, for some reason, allowed me to have it. So I would lock myself in my room for hours at night at a time. And I would just like lose myself in there. Mm-hmm. And reading. I, read, I used to be a bookworm. So yeah. I used to read a lot. So that helped me cope. And I think I pretty much lived in a fantasy world in my like just to cope. Mm-hmm. In my head, I always lived in this like alternate reality fantasy world. Yeah. Um. So that's how I coped. I, I remember times when I felt so hopeless and helpless, like it was just. Mm. I didn't even have. I didn't see a way out. Like even though I had hope, and I, since the moment I was nine, I I wanted to leave and I wanted to get out. But it's just not as easy as leaving because you can't yeah. just up and leave there. You have to, yeah. you have to sneak away, right? So. Yeah. I uh I would never give up hope. That's one thing I tell to people: never ever give up hope. Mm-hmm. I believed it enough that it did come true when I was nineteen, and it just you know what I couldn't have. If God had the perfect plan, I guess I would. I if you could say, mm-hmm. if you believe enough, just if you keep one smidge enough belief that you can ever get the hell out of there, out of something, mm-hmm. he hold on to that. That's the only thing I had to hold on to. Even though in a part of me didn't believe that I would ever get out, I did, and and it worked out more perfectly than I could have ever put it together myself. Yeah, to be quite honest with you. And I mean, for so for for people who don't know the how what um the community that we grew up in, it's um for the people that don't know what a colony is it's it's um it is a community you're very close knit and um there are rules and regulations that you have to follow very strict it's a very strict you're not allowed any instruments you're not allowed smoking is allowed bicycling is allowed i always explain it the easiest way to explain it is it's like the amish but just for electricity and cars <laughs> yes because it's pretty yeah. much on the same yes that it's is pretty so much on the same wavelength there maybe a few different changes here and there but the easiest way to most people know who the amish are yeah it's easy to explain you it's just go- like the just amish just google it yeah yeah but just with the electricity and cars yeah yeah. So it was very, very strict. Like it was And I mean so from And very brainwashed from young on. Like mm-hmm. you have no idea the brainwashing that they do out there. Yeah. And it's so much it's so hard to get you have to like I don't even know. 
it's hard like, to explain it's like that. you said earlier that you have to everything that you are taught you have to forget you have to forget and totally start over yeah and i mean there's no like it's crazy like when you think about it there is no they don't give you any tools there is there's no, nothing there they give is you depression no. pills if you want to but i never told anybody i'm not a pill taker so i would i never talked about i never even told anybody i was depressed i just coped with it mm-hmm. i didn't have anything and i mean like for like bullying i think like I sometimes go and visit friends and just how the kids play, right? Like, yeah. my kids don't play like that. But in, like, at the, that community, that's how they play. And it's like, whoa, like, holy crap. <laughs> that's bullying. Can't, can't you see that? But it's just... You're so used to it, you it, don't see it. Yeah. So... I mean, um, for me, it was more... It wasn't... For me, it was... Bullying was more at the... It was happening, and um, I never told my mom, actually, to be quite honest with you. I was bullied by a couple older girls, because they would, like, apparently treat me really... I don't remember a lot of my childhood. I forgot a lot of it, because it was so traumatic for me, that I I blocked a lot of my childhood Mm -hmm. out. Um, But um, the guys that I went to were a little older than me would actually go home and tell their moms how the older girls were treating me because I was just started school but they were jealous of me and I don't know why but they would like take away my mom would always give me chocolate bars to school and chips or whatever and they would take it away and for me and stuff like that wow and she said she stopped giving it to me she just let let me have it at home right mm-hmm. and so, so there again like not addressing the issue but well yeah but like, I mean what do you do yeah it's just she did she I guess I mean in a way my mom did what the best that she could at like what what do you do really they they don't have any coping issues Th- they don't right. have any help yeah so who do you go and to? so that's the thing like you know when you leave that culture and then you come out here and you're like whoa I actually have tools I am actually I can actually go and do something about it whereas in that culture that community even there like even their parents and their parents and so on and so forth there was never no coping skills they don't give you the tools they don't give you the education to help each other to help yourself it's just kind of like hey you're drowning and when you come up for air good good luck to you hey, good luck to you and if you don't well shame hey on, shame on you yeah they make like, you feel even worse yeah they'll probably and blame then, you for it yeah and then on top to put to say well you're going to hell and you better do this, and you better do that, and if you're not, you're going to hell, and just... It was constantly like you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Everything you pretty much did is you're going to hell. That's all you ever heard. Oh, I, I actually, actually heard pre- more about going to hell than I did ever hear about God, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I remember the stupidest thing. Like, if you don't eat your crust, you're... Like, how stupid I is that? If you don't eat your crust, you're going to go to hell. There's the the, the, the floor is going to open oh, up. Open up and, and swallow you up, yeah. yeah. And it's just like... Oh, Holy crap. I, I remember actually a preacher saying it was on a comedy show, and I, I say that now. I says that he said they, pre- they preached of hell and brimstone like they were born and raised there. Yeah. Pretty much what it was. It's like they, were, they, they knew more about hell 
Mm-hmm. Then they did God. It's like they were born and raised there. Yeah. I, I always find that funny when the way it's not he didn't say that I don't know how he said it but it was really funny I'm like so, that is just like what I lived my whole life mm-hmm. that's exactly how it was and I mean to to have to be able to be that young and then like you said like you felt like you had to carry your dad and to see all that well and I carry my whole family because yeah. I, I felt like I raised my whole because my mom had like seven children mm-hmm. and I was the oldest so I was I had a lot of responsibilities on my shoulders because there was nobody else to help her. So I had to step up to the plate. So I always said I raised my family already. I didn't before I had kids. I was like yeah. I don't want any more kids. I already raised my family. Yeah. And then too, like in that community, like how we grew up, is that when you're seven years old, you do become like an adult, like a young woman. You have the responsibilities that you have is unrealistic and the expectations that they have for you to clean, to care for other families, children. I mean, you're a child yourself and you're caring, you're caring for children that are babies. Yeah. Like it's, it's my, that's what my, like my husband always says, Kimmy, you need to let your inner child come out and play. And I'm like, if I would know what that was, I probably would. <laughs> like I really don't know I, what that is. I know. I know. I didn't have, I was, I didn't get to be a child. I got, I had responsibilities. I had expectations. Like, this is what you're doing today. And you don't. And, and you I, better do it or you're going to get uh, over a chair with a leather belt. Yeah. And get your, the shit beaten out of you. Pretty much. Yeah. I know I watch my seven-year-old play and she is, I just love it so much because at seven years old, I was caring for five children and I watch her play and I'm like, man, like I have no idea what it's like. What it's like. And you never get to use your beautiful imagination and yeah, I have no idea what that's like, but you did something you did. You came up for air. And at the age of 19, you were saying like you were, you were so brave and courageous and you left that community. I did. I left. And it's the best thing I ever did. Yeah. It was the best thing that I ever did. And that was, that's, that's hard to do because you are now, you leave the community with nothing. And you know, and you practically know nothing. You know nothing because they stopped the education when, like they don't, you don't even get grade 12 education. And you don't know nothing because you don't really have TVs and you don't have, yeah. you, you really have no way to educate yourself. There's nothing. They, yeah. don't, they don't give you those tools. I mean, you all you know is what you learn in school, mm-hmm. like history and whatever not. Which Math. isn't, yeah, which is totally you different don't, from. You don't learn any, you don't know, even know how to shop. Like you don't yeah. know how to go grocery shopping. You have no clue how to do that. Yeah, or to put, like, gas, because, I mean, women don't drive, right? Women aren't even allowed to drive. Yeah, so don't know how to put, to fuel up your own vehicle, but you left with the clothes on your back. And that was it? And that was it, and you started your life, like, a whole new life out here. How was that? Was that terrifying? It was hard, but it was was hard. Like, were you scared? Not really. It was nice just to be away, like to be yeah. free. I, I remember feeling free, like I'm yeah. free. But it was also scary at the same time yes, because you have yeah. to learn. It's you have to learn so much, everything. You mm-hmm. don't know anything. You're like so dumb, like ignorant. Mm-hmm. It's just not even funny. Yeah. But I just did my best. You just do your best every day to, till you get to the place where you... 
And that's probably want to be. I know that you told me before, like that's where your journey began with spirituality and finding your true authentic self and really digging deep of what is spirituality and what does it mean, you know? Yeah. Well, it didn't happen right away. It took me wow long, about four or five years after after I left that I started. Like I said, I had my first kid. That's when it really hit me. Mm -hmm. I realized I was so miserable and I couldn't I was starting to be like my mom to my first child mm. starting to the yelling and screaming all the time like she did like the verbal abuse and I was yeah. like I don't want to be like that I just can't do that to her and I need to change like ASAP I need yeah. I need to change like I'm not going to do that to him so I made the effort and I did it myself I didn't go I didn't have any help anywhere I didn't have to take pills. I didn't take anything. Mm -hmm. I just did it. Yeah. And it took me a while, but I got there. Slowly yeah. but surely. Yeah, baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. Amazing. That's all it takes. Be surprised. One day you just wake up and you realize how far. If you just take one little baby step every day, you'll wake up one day and realize that, like, holy crap, look where I'm at. Look where I got my... I went from there... To a mess, to a literally a mess, mm -hmm. to here, where I'm actually, I love myself completely. I appreciate myself. Mm -hmm. I I have unconditional love for others. I have compassion. I have coping skills. Mm. And I'm in a, I I know I'm in a good place. Yeah. Probably a better place than most people. Yeah. Wow. Hey. But then again, I did the work, and it took me 10, 12 years, but I did it. And, and I never get. I still do it. I don't give up, ever. I, and I, I will never give up on myself. Yeah, and I don't think, like, if you want that change and you want to find out who you are authentically, then it never stops. You never stop learning. You never stop evolving. We always, but always I mean, you, goes you, deeper and deeper. You have to be willing to go to the uncomfortable part. You have yes, to you go have there to face and it. you have to face it. You gotta, no matter how uncomfortable it is, you have to go there. And that's one thing that, like, you taught me. I mean, I've learned so much from you. It was the hardest. It's okay. probably one of the, I, I always say it's probably was harder sometimes than what, I mean, if I didn't go through the abuse, I probably wouldn't have had to go through that. But I, I always say that I, love the person I am today so I'm okay mm. with my past so I'm okay with I forgive my past because it made me the person who I am today and I love myself yeah I don't know if I would be that person if whatever happened in my past ha didn't have if it wouldn't have happened you know what I mean yeah. would I be the person I am today would I be able to mm. be like here like uh, have unconditional love have that much peace as I have I don't know probably not so in a way it was a blessing even though it seemed like a tragedy, and it was a tragedy at the time, it in it was a blessing in disguise. To be quite honest with you, yeah, I know we don't always want to see it like that, and we don't want to look at our lives like that, especially when we go through abuse or what or whatever else. But what I love about, but I see the blessing in it now. Yeah, and you don't blame. You don't I don't bl blame anyone. You I don't forgive blame everyone. Anyone. Yeah. I will never, like and right now, I I will never wish harm on any of my abusers. Mm -hmm. I forgive them. I want them to live a happy life. I would bless them if I they were hurt. I would step in to help them if I yeah. had the ability. 
Mm-hmm. I would not wish anything bad on anyone. And I mean, that is such a good place to be in. I, I'm like, I want them to live their best life, and mm-hmm. I'm at peace with myself. So if we're at peace with yourself, you're at peace with everything. Yeah. Okay, so friend, um, I am so thankful that you were that you share your story with us. I know it takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage to talk about your story, and I have absolutely loved watching you evolve and, um, I guess, kind of be part be part of your journey. I mean, I'm while you are evolving, you're helping me evolve, and so I'm very thankful for that. And so, um, thank you for taking the time to share your stories and um give us some wisdom oh you're welcome wow friends isn't that such a great story a story that is tragic but is filled with hope and perseverance strength and courage You know, Linda is one of my most dear and close friends that I keep very close to my heart. She has taught me so much. She has taught me how to go within and look at myself and examine myself first. You know, one of the most important things that she has taught me is that everything starts with you and it ends with you. And so... That is something that I wasn't really aware of before. And it's very easy to blame someone else for our um, mistakes and for things that are going wrong in our lives. It's easy to have expectations um, from a lover or a friend or a friendship or a co-worker. But it really does start with you and it ends with you. You have to work on yourself first. And it's not... It's not a um, a pleasant thing to do, especially if you have been through, you know, what my what what Linda's been through, you know, the abuse and um, the um, the brainwashing. It is really hard to get out of what you've learned and get out of your own head and everything that you've learned and kind of throw all of that away and start all over. And that's really hard to do you know, being a young woman, 19 years old, and start over with a whole new identity, you know. And so that is exactly what she has done, though. And I have such great admiration for her. I love her so incredibly much. I'm so proud of her. And I'm so thankful for this friendship. Because, you know, through her journey, I was able to learn too and heal myself too, and take a good look at myself and heal my soul and I really hope friends that that is something that you can take away from our conversation and really look at yourself and really know and understand that it has to start with you and it has to and it has to end with you um, a, a story that I want to share very quickly is that it, 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 just an example of that it starts with you and it ends with you. So 
Linda came down for a visit and we were making breakfast and my husband and I, we always cook together in the kitchen, but I was making French toast. I was making French toast and he, I was adding more butter into the pan and he's like, why are you adding so much butter? Like you don't need that much butter. Like your, your, your French toast is already floating in butter. You don't need any more. Well, instantly that was a trigger for me and I went from zero to 10 within seconds, which really just shows me that I have to work on, there's a trigger there, what is the trigger? I'm not disciplined, you know, in a certain area in my life. But because I've done so much self-reflection work and I was able very quickly to realize where this was coming from and right in that moment, I'm like, you know what? Um, because I said to my husband, I said, do you want to do this or should I do it? Like you're hovering over me, just back off and let me do it. But I had to take a deep breath and right in that moment, you know, I stopped myself and I'm like, you know what, love, I'm sorry. This comes from insecurity because when we were dating, I, I really didn't know how to cook. Um, I knew a little bit, but he knew his way around the kitchen. And so it was intimidating. I kind of, I was insecure and I kind of, you know, turned, you know, was it went into a, a shell. And so now, you know, when he says his opinion, like maybe you should add that much butter, um, I, I get frustrated, but because I have acknowledged it, because I know what the root is, because I stopped it right then and there and took ownership of where this is coming from, um, it, is, it has now stopped. And because we do cook together in the kitchen and he has taught me everything I know in the kitchen of how to cook. He's an amazing and wonderful cook. And so I just had to tell him, you know what, I'm sorry. But I want you to know that it comes from what it, it comes from um, being insecure and you're a little bit intimidating in the kitchen. But and I'm sorry about that. And so now it's so freeing and enjoyable to cook together. And it's things like that that I didn't recognize before. And so I have tools now and it has strengthened my friendships, my marriage, my communication skills. And that is what it means to find peace, to heal your soul, to heal yourself, to be disciplined with your words and not to feed your ego. And all of that is something that I've learned from my amazing and wonderful friend. Like she is my go-to teacher. She's like my, my spiritual, you know, teacher that will always, that will always, always, um, put me on the right path of you need to look at yourself and heal yourself first and I just love that about her there is no there's no bullshit excuse my German but there is no bullshit about it and I love that and so friends thank you so much for listening and I really hope that you can take something away from this amazing and wonderful story